I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Revely, revely, dogs. Look at us now, tip to tip. This is our life. This is our passion. That's the spirit we bring to this show. I'm Luke Thomas. I'm Brian Campbell. This is Morning Combat. Washed piece of garbage. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. Luke Thomas, Brian Campbell. We're in Las Vegas. It's time for Morning Combat episode, whatever the fuck it is. How are y'all doing today? It is fight week. It is actually, we only have a few days left in fight week, really, at this point, uh, BC. And we are here in Las Vegas. I was in yesterday morning. You got in yesterday night. We have a big show planned. How are you feeling? Uh, Like shit, as you do when you come from the East Coast to the West Coast. And luckily, though, Luke, not to steal from Dwayne Johnson, but these may be the most electrifying shorts in combat sports today. They're back, baby. They're back with 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 a bang, if you will. You probably want those. They're not won't. back with a bang. Uh, <clears throat> um, no, look, you know, Luke, it is, you land upon this desert, you know, uh, <laughs> it's like walking into the damn cantina, right? You know what I'm saying? The old Os, or Moss Isley, I can't even say words correctly right this now. This is the I'm most so Isley cantina on steroids, this, this strip, but we're back because of you people, because you made this week possible, because you named us Sports Podcast of the Year globally. So we got to give back to you with our live show Friday and so much shit this week. Great content, but so much shit this week. Yeah, we have a lot of stuff going on. We're going to react today to the Max interview that I did yesterday. We're going to talk about some John Jones news, some Corano news. Are we going to react to my Jared Cannonier interview? We can react to that as well, although I didn't see it. I don't I think anybody on our team did either. Yeah, it was, uh, it was good listen, good watch. Though. Yeah. But we have a lot to get to today. So <coughs> thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. Please hit subscribe. We really appreciate that. You saw the lower third there. Gaff, if you could, put it up one more time. Beer House. I want to remind everyone, I want to start the show on this note. Beer House, Beer House, Beer House. In roughly, what, 50, 54 hours or so is where it's going to be. Beer House is just outside the T-Mobile Arena. You cannot miss it. If you go from the T-Mobile to the Strip, you have to pass it. It's right there. Yeah, and if you don't know, you walk out of T-Mobile, you cross the street into Toshiba Plaza. Plaza. Tai Chi Palace. Blah, blah, blah. And beer house is on your right with the big Jenga pieces and That's that right. food truck outside. Right there on your right. All right. Hit us up. Special guest. Sugar Rashad Evans. The legendary Hall of Famer. Aaron Bronstetter. Oh, shit. Oh, God. LeBron. Oh, God. Abron, they want to call him. That's what the fans want to call him. Oh, Abron? Abron. That's actually a pretty better name. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to have a lot of stuff going on. Come by and see us. Come by and say hello. It's free to get in right after the weigh-ins. Just come join us and come hang out. You think our fans are like, Y'all booked an annual live show because you won an award and your second guest on your guest list is Aaron Bronstetter. 
Listen, we have some work to do in the industry. Let's just be real about that. <laughs> Our guest also, list this week, though, also, of I'm, secret inter interviews on this couch yeah. is, is pretty damn good. Also, I have to say, I look like, it looks like I'm trying to hide a boner in middle school <laughs> with this fucking towel. Well, I want to shout out... <laughs> Show Malka, Showtime, CBS Sports, because yeah. they, they booked the suite. Yeah. But our trusted producer. Well, they, well, they booked the suite and then told the producer, you're yes. sleeping in it, bitch. And they're like, Mikey Mormouth. <laughs> so Mikey has been on like, like tiptoes around this room so he doesn't like, you know, like what was the word I used before? So he doesn't um, cement himself, yeah, cement you know, and his reputation yes. on this couch. Because many a famous person, true or false, will be interviewed on this couch this week. Well, I don't know if we're going to have. Three of us. We have to kind of figure out a new setup. Yeah, we got enough chairs, okay? All right, we'll figure something out. But yes, we got some more stuff coming for you guys. It's going to be great. Now, and, do uh, I, I... I wanted to wear this shirt because it's Ghosts of IFW Weeks Past, right? UFC 200. Oh, my God. I didn't even notice what you were wearing. Look yeah, baby. Um, but does it make me look washed? Am I able to sort of hide it? I mean, I'm pasty. I'm a little pasty. I got news for you. You could change the shirt, bitch. You still look washed as a motherfucker. <laughs> like, the shirt... I mean, I'm not saying it is or isn't doing you favors, yeah. but... Oh man, I gotta yeah, I gotta I'm working. I'm working how, on it. How was your flight? Yo, I got the first class upgrade from Philly to Vegas. Oh, Thank so you, nice. American Airlines. So was yeah. that about four hours? Four and a half, four and almost half. five. I got the meal, I got all that, it was great. So, but yeah. but Luke, you know, I don't want to sound like an old bitch. It takes almost as long as your Vegas stay is what it takes to recover from the, the day of travel. To get here at this age yeah it just doesn't you just travel man you just ne like when you're in your 20s and you get off a plane you're like where's the bar Let's yeah it's like yeah. it's nothing you get off the plane when you're 40 you're like get get call the ambulance yes. please get me the gurney i need some help in all here. the stimulants that you think would help recover you they don't they don't really help i haven't them. had a drink and i'll be honest about it i haven't had an edible i haven't smoked nothing i, I have not had any no like no like uh kansas city vape sticks or anything i might have had some watermelon ice vape but that's it. I haven't had any, like, uh, mind-altering. You know what? That's what makes you special. Because, like, with your academic accolades and background and your size and your legitimized toughness as an ex-Marine who rolled for 10 years. No such thing as an ex-Marine. You're still a white trash bitch I'm underneath it. So it's great, Just you know? a dub tea piece of shit. <laughs> just the theme. I mean, should, look at these shorts, Luke. Look at these. The, the, you know what dude, I mean? Dude, Kid Rock should be the official fucking <laughs> singer of this song. I mean, I am just absolute garbage. MK, brought to you by Hollerhead. Moving forward. Yes, yes. Thank you. Uh, what are they? What, why is everyone fucking texting me in the middle of the show? Like, Luke, uh, could you please? <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. You know who's texting us? People that aren't here right now. That they should be. That's who's texting. You mean the Showtime folks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll just get in when we fucking yeah, feel yeah. like it. Well, um, you know, we've got a pretty damn good show for you today, as you mentioned, Luke. But one thing I wanted to shout out. You know that storefront that we operate? That we employ Big Ray? At, you mean uh, MorningCombat.store? Yeah, RJ Dunkelcrazen, that guy. He's got a special summer season merch uh, thing going on, Luke. You and I, probably not smart or wise to wear the tank top in the no. summer. But a lot of you wash dads out there still, you know, still been doing work in the gym, like our cameraman documentarian, Jake. Who, look at the pipes on that guy, Luke. Dude, the pipes. How about the hair? Cut your hair. I sound like a guy from the 60s. Cut your hair, hippie. Yeah, look at this documentarian right here. That's look Jake von Amsterdam from the... Uh, from the Aleutian Islands outside of uh, Canada, I believe. I believe. I mean, dude, can just look, look, hold on a second, put, put it back on him. Look at this heterosexual. Can, oh, I mean... yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, he went to high school with Vito Melnicki of PBC Boxing fame. People don't talk about that. Is that real? Yeah. But what I don't was know who I, that is. What was I saying? I, I, was, I was going somewhere. Nothing that mattered. <laughs> Nothing that mattered. Uh, we should remind folks, though, BC, that I don't have mine on me because I am a dumbass. Oh, ass. no, MortyCombat.store. Sorry. Oh, yeah. So let me, let me stay with this, okay? But if you're Jake or you're somebody else, 
how about these sizzling summer sizzling MK tank tops we're offering? I mean, it sounds stupid to say, but check them out. Go to the morningcombat.store right now. Our guy, RJ, who you would agree, I should probably apologize for that Dr. Nasser reference I made at one point. Beyond that, though, beyond that, he's he's batting like, he's batting like, you know, 424 right now as the MK Merch Maven. We I mean, were, he is we were, on fire. We were talking about before the show. The tank tops, you got to check out. You need something to mow the lawn in if you're a wash piece of shit like us. That's one thing you can get. I will also say this. Dude, even my wife was like, you and BC look great in the bomber jackets. How about that? Those bomber jackets were a home Run. I don't know if they're available yet on our site, but RJ is in the process of doing that. Although, RJ, I'm going to call you out because you've been so perfect up to this point. Can we get a real talk like men do, sure? I mean, is it that hard? Is it that hard, Luke? Um, is it that hard? Is that what someone else has ever said you're to like, you? You're like, is it that important, though? That's the thing. No, but, I'm uh, not about your Johnson. <laughs> Luke, like a great comedian once said, you'd be surprised. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, okay. All right. So, by the way, I don't know if you have your AG1 on you. I, like a jackass, did I, not I bring forgot mine. my travel. I am pack. regretting it. But AG1, if you've got it and if you take it. Yeah. Smoke well, it if you got it. Smoke, smoke it if, if you got, got it. it. It will do great things for you, will it not? It will. Because, look, it's hard at this age to take life seriously, but you got all those years of abuse you put on your body. It's time to get in groove. And how do you start your day? How about with one scoop of the green magic power? It does not taste medicinally. It tastes tropical, loose, fun. And it makes you feel good. And look, it's got all those antioxidant vitamins and all that mineral, all that kind of Adaptogens. stuff. Adaptogens. All that kind of stuff that gives you the Probiotics. energy to get out of bed in the morning and prevent the gout, right? Yeah. Listen, one scoop. One scoop. Yeah. Is that hard to do? One scoop a day? I mean, do you want goiter? Yes or no? Do you want the gout? I don't think you want the gout. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin had the gout. You don't want that shit. Don't be like Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. But seriously, one scoop a day, 75 vitamins and minerals, just a great way to start your day. And I am... I'm kicking myself for not bringing it because, BC, the travel packs couldn't be simpler. They're not heavy no. to take, and they're very, very, very easy to do. You're use. right. In fact, it says right here, Luke, that this special blend of ingredients that we are talking about, probably a pri proprietary blend at that, it helps your gut health, your nervous system, Jake. your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus. And they claim, Luke, even aging. And, you know, the only thing bigger than the size... <laughs> Then the bag of balls I bring to this job are the bags under my eyes, Luke. So I can use a little bit of help in that regard. <laughs> now, when you say big, do you mean saggy or do you I go to TSA, large? they're like, sure, would you like to check those? I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, exactly. I like how the show has been on the air for 15 minutes and all we've done <laughs> is talk about how pathetic our genitals are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, seriously, in all, in all seriousness, uh, it's lifestyle friendly, talking about AG1. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar. Yes. No GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. You know what I like best about it, though? The price. Less than three bucks a day to feel this good and look this good is what I'm talking about. Even more responsible than that cold brew habit. I mean, how hard would it be to brew your coffee at home? Seriously. Taking Athletic Greens is a small micro habit with big <laughs> benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. And, um... Don't take it from me, Luke. How about 7,000 five-star reviews, right? I mean, how about Michael Gervais and Tim Ferriss, trusted leading experts? Joe Rogan once talked about it, too, Luke. Did he? Yep. While wearing a, a busboy's outfit, <laughs> calling UFC fights. Do <laughs> you think Muggsy Bogues could post them up? All sincerity. Muggsy Bogues could post you up. I know that. 5'6", <laughs> right, he will fuck you up. 5'3", bitch. Even better. Uh, right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading... Yeah 
into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Um, and also to make it easier, AG1 Athletic Green is going to give you, MK viewer and listener, for free, those five free travel packs I'm talking about that you need on the road to stay feeling good. We've already overemphasized how bad it feels on the road. But how about that free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D? Luke, it's just a little droplet. One drop a day on your tongue, it just adds to the good stuff. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash morning combat to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hey, tell them BC sent you. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, did my job for the day. Yep, yep time to call it a day. <sighs> All right, with that in mind, let's get the show started. We start with topic number one. Also, also actually, you know what? Go back to the wide here for just a second. Jake, you're on your phone. Could I ask a favor? And I mean this genuinely. Can you go down to the lobby and get me a Bang Energy drink? Oh my God, dude, it's gonna cost like eighteen dollars down there, man. <laughs> How about we just? Why don't you dance across it? There we go. That's great. That's great. And if you ask what flavor, just know it's Bang Energy drink. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I have the Bang flavor, please. Yes. yes. It's like crazy cola and yeah. mango football, yeah. and it doesn't matter. They're uh, all bullshit. I'm sorry, I'm just catching up on uh, our text from our Showtime ex executives. Who I know. Hey, hey Showtime, could you text me more during the show? Yeah. Hey, RJ says the bomber jackets and the shirt I talked about are both in the works. They're coming. So okay. let's, let's, awesome, good awesome. Shit, good all shit. right, let's start with this here, uh, BC. You were not here yesterday. You couldn't get into it later. So as a consequence, I, it was just me talking to Max Holloway. By the way, they did ask about you. They sent you the regards. They, they oh, love you. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, no, they talked about you a lot. They when love you. When you say you. they, you mean you mean many blessed? No, Max and his manager, both of them. Yo, Max, you're an American hero. I love you. Yeah, Max is a great one. I'm sorry I picked against you every single fight of your career <laughs> until most recently. I'm really sorry. But I'll believe now, Max, okay? Don't watch Friday's show. I'll believe, Max, okay? All right, Thank all right. you. In all seriousness, we, I had a chance to sit down with Max yesterday. Uh, BC, I guess I actually want to pitch this to you a little bit because you had a chance to watch, I think, most of it this morning. Yes. What did you make of Max? What did, did he say anything that stood out to you? Well, look, Max is a genius at one thing that I don't think people give him credit for. Enough credit for. First of all, him and his team, while we give the counterparts at CKB, rightfully so, Eugene Berriman, and obviously the outside coaches that Volkanovsky used as well, they're all brilliant. They're all geniuses. But how has Max, for 10 rounds, even in fights he technically lost, been able to be this good and force a trilogy about? Because he also, Luke, is a little bit of a wolf in his sheep's clothing from the standpoint of him and his team are geniuses themselves, right? They are absolutely. But Max puts out, and Luke, you'll you'll agree, if we can go back to the wide here, like Billy Hole once said, it's hard goddamn work making something this amazing and pretty look this approachable and washed. Do you know what I'm saying? I think Max, back to this camera. Damn, I love it. Directed on the fly. It like gives me yeah, a little. Yeah, gaff is killing Gives me right a now. little. Yeah. Uh, the point about this is Max comes across as, the catchphrases were all ready to be coiled and fired. And I'm yeah, glad. Did, did he not have like seven of those rounds? And in the I'm chamber? glad that you did your best and you did a very good job of dodging those and coming back. But for the most part, Max wants to get away with Ninth Island. It is what it is. Uh, the best fighter wins and the best fighter's blessed. Whatever they are, yeah. his greatest hits. Underneath it all, when he says, I didn't watch the TKZ fight against Volkanovsky, of oh, fucking course you did, Max. When he says, Oh, I don't know. The judges thought this and that, but we don't. Of course, he is on top of every detail, Luke, but he doesn't want to show you that, right? There is that genius underneath. I feel that you did by, you know, the 30th minute or whatever. You started to do a good job of pulling that out a little bit. They know the challenge ahead of them. They also understand, Luke, that for as great as they fought in those first two fights and the adjustments that they made, six people, man, in that cage still thought collectively in the end that they came up short twice. 
uh, when he starts getting a little bit real. No, he did get he did get a split decision in the second one. Right. So collectively is why they added that word in. So six judges collectively collectively agreed that he lost both fights. Collectively, all oh, six okay, judges. The point is this, Luke. The good that the good stuff that started to to come out was this whole idea when Max finally admitted, okay, if we can't change the judges doing it by, you know, out-chessing the chess master, and this is me putting words in his mouth, taking from what he said, they said, like the Yair Rodriguez fight, maybe we just go make it a fight. And here's what's interesting. The old Max, the Max that stopped Jose Aldo twice, was about making it a fight. And I don't mean that Max stopped being like that. But he added so much to his game, fight by fight, that he tried to play chess with the chess master twice, Luke Volkanovsky. And depending on your beliefs, he came up, you know, either just short or just got over the edge. I believe him when he says, look, maybe we got to go back and, and, and mix it up. Maybe we got to make this a fight. And obviously, both him and Alex have gone on the record and saying, you know, this fight's going to be a knockout. And Max told you specifically, mm-hmm. you're only really going to need three of the five rounds. Right. Um, he's brilliant. I think that might be the adjustment to make here. So coming out of that interview, what I take from it, he's ready. He's focused. Part of his success was never allowing losses or what people say to get to him. But I think he's as confident and ready as ever in this rivalry because he's the only one that does that shit to Volkanovski. First of all, nobody in the UFC has beaten Volkanovski. Second of all, who's dropped him twice in one fight? Fucking Max, Max. bro, okay? Obviously, now you could say the Ortega fight. I was just going to say, obviously, Ortega came close and it was, uh, look, Ortega, that's what he does, right? You know what I'm saying? But Volkanovski leaped a level by how he got out of that. Maybe the only way is to do exactly this. So expect a Max that, that comes out and he's aggressive and he goes after it. But a guy, Luke, who is brilliant, and I don't think he wants the public to know that. So that long rant I just did. Do you agree with me? Do you agree that they like putting out that, oh, we're just the Hawaiian dude, dude man. We're just chilling over here. They want, they want, they don't want people to think that they're stupid, but they don't want people to think that they're smart. They don't. They and, that, want, and that's why Max counterprograms every interviewer with, oh, man, you know, it was the judges. Whatever. I don't hold it against them, right? Yeah, you know? yeah he doesn't say a whole lot about it. Like, he's very... It's funny, him and him and Volkanovski are very hard to pull meaningful information from about strategies. I did talk briefly to his coach later about the main event. He wouldn't tell me anything about, obviously, Max's fight. Dude, those guys are brilliant, brilliant. And we do have some clips here, and I kind of want to go through it. One thing we're going to get to in a little bit later, BC, in talking about this, it, I didn't realize how much, I'm not going to say Max like lives on what peers say about him. I don't, I don't believe that. But I do believe that Max feels like the peers are overlooking him, and yes. I do think that that bothers him. The, the time he got realist was talking about the reaction to that in his last two fights. Gaff, are you able to jump around, or do we have to go in order of how the cuts are listed? Uh, you can jump so let's go to that. Let's yeah, go jump to up, jump up and get down. Max right? on what fired him up heading into the Cater fight, please. Yeah. Let's hear that. Lost the belt and I fought the champion and then things didn't go too well and and it could have gone a lot of people were saying my way and they just forgot about that like a lot of people just forgot about that and I was just tripping out he was talking a lot of people was saying that this guy get the best has the best boxing in the in the UFC he was talking about it he called me you know he called me a freshman or whatever and I was like whoa I was like this is outrageous. Like, this is just crazy. You know, there's levels to these games that I tell people all the time. There's, 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 this, there's different levels. There's one level of getting to the UFC, and then there's a level of getting into the top 15 of the UFC, and then there's levels of getting from 15 to 10, and then 10 to 5, 
and then the champion and like the top three contenders in the world, you know. And people don't know. People think it's all the same, you know. People are like, oh, you're in the UFC, you're you're amongst these guys. Like, no, you're not. You gotta go work your way to the top. And I, I gotta tell you, the there was a degree of fire in his eyes when yes. he told me that. That surprised me. To be I honest. was because you never know what is actually gonna trigger somebody who's great and in such control of their emotions as Max does and you know may may or may not be kind of holding his cards back in these interviews but he did you know kind of open up and show you people calling him a, I mean, first of all who the hell is calling him a journeyman after he loses I the second straight close decision that. to one of the greatest fighters of this era Alexander Volkanovsky but whatever Luke maybe that was look all greats in any field have that Michael Jordan switch where like you got to use the negativity against you as fuel you got to be able to you know Jordan would make that shit up Luke, right you know what I'm saying? Yes. Remember that guard on the Wizards that he made that shit up that that dude was talking shit about him? Yes. And then he brought it and dropped like 49 didn't, on him. Didn't you see the meme and I took that personally talking about exactly. Gary Payton and stuff? So, of course, Max, is this great? It should be like this. It's interesting that the journeyman comment was that, but if that pr produced the performance against Cater that we all saw was the best of his career, then keep riding that way, you know, Max. Keep looking at the slights. Keep looking at people like me who on your rise miss something. And you know what I ultimately miss, Luke? Mm. No, he's not a one-punch knockout guy. He never will be. Could his pressure break you down and stop legends like Aldo twice? Yes. I never – it took me a long time to pick up the nuances of what he does in his distance control, the variety of, of his striking. So now you see the adjustments he made in the second Volkanovski fight to get ahead in those first two rounds, the adjustments he made in the Yair fight to bring his wrestling to the table. What adjustments are there going to be for this third fight? Your interview got me even more fired up for yeah. what this third fight can look like. Whether I'm taking the bait of that, oh, we're going to stop him in three rounds. Whether that's true or not, although I tend to believe it might be true, Luke. I tend to believe what he is saying. Do the judges like Holloway more? Hell yeah. All right, pause to bang. Let's bang for a second here. Let's, yeah, let's, let's have let's a, like, they don't pay us, but they should. Bang, you should, because you've been fueling so what do you, what, for a long what, time. What flavors do you oh, have? I bought you four of them. I'll have the cotton candy. Thank you. You want one? No, I've been rocking this There's 300, latte. There's 300 milligrams of like caffeine an injection in right to your eyeballs. Luke, I want to ask you, and if this is trumping a clip that's about to be played, I'm sorry, but I've already mentioned this twice now. I do want your take. Matt, what, what's my biggest takeaway from the Max interview? The fact that he said, maybe the judges like my style better when I am in action fights. Speaking yes. to the Yair Rodriguez yes, fight. Yes, yes. Do you believe that? That So my biggest takeaway from your sit-down is that's their focus heading into the third fight, and I don't think they're doing it as a public way to trick you. Subconsciously. I don't think the judges are going into this one being like, well, if Max is not an action fight, we can't give it to him. I just think when Max is having a kind of a grindy, dirty fight and back and forth, he tends to get the better of it. He tends to shine. He tends to do the kinds of things that he wants to do. And we just didn't see... Max... Excuse me, Volkanovski has a way of just slowing it down yeah. at times at his pace. When he's up, he's up. When he's down, he's yeah. down. Let's play a couple more. Do we not have the capability to play some, some highlights here? Let's play one more of these if we can. I want to ask him what went wrong. So there was like, you know, a question of like, why do you think you didn't win the second fight? Yes. That, you know, there's a it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. But what went wrong in fight number two? Gaff, if you don't mind. What went wrong in fight number two? Let's go I to the mean, video. Like you said, I mean, when you're fighting the best, you get the best. The best two guys in there, you know, the best two teams in there. It's not only us. We got eyes on the outside. I think he did adjustments, you know. I, and I guess so to the three guys sitting judge uh, uh, octagon side, those 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 little adjustments uh, got him the fight, you know. So it is what it is, you know. It is what it was actually. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit over here cry about spilled milk, you know. There's there's three guys, three not guys or can be girls, whatever. Three 
people sitting ringside that decision count the most, and it went the other way. So you know, why get mad? You know, we we cleaned it up. We you know we cleaned that up, the mess up. We went on, and I knew we was gonna find our way back somehow to a title. You know, if I had to fight two times, three times, four times, whatever it was, we're gonna be right back here. And uh, you know, two years later, you know, or a year and a half actually, we're here and ready to go. What'd you think? About what specifically for Max? Um, because I've touched on parts of that in my in my ill-informed rants. I don't even know. I spilled drink all yeah, over Yeah, so myself. Luke spilled bang all over his keypad, which is what he deserves wearing a, <laughs> a bathroom towel that Mikey may or may not have soiled. Come, Jake, are you this able is, to pick up Mikey is, over here? This is Mikey's shame towel. You know, <laughs> if we could just get a live shot of Mikey over Can there. I, I will tell you one thing about this disgusting POS. Yeah, look at him. He's, he's just, yeah, it's great. That's great. That's great. I went into the bathroom. He hadn't even unwrapped his hand soap yet. Oh, I'm like, boy. You oh. sick son of a bitch. Oh, uh, no need for it, right? No need. I don't need that shit. I love Mikey. He's great. Uh, but you know why? Why do that if you just you know what you? you... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stupid. My brain doesn't work at all. Uh, a couple more clips, and then we'll move on from this. Um, I did ask him. You know, for me, what's on the line for Saturday? A belt, potentially a place in featherweight history. You know, obviously where your career might go from here. Yo, he did not want to answer this question. But he did. He already gave me a version of it. I did ask Max what the line is for him. What's on the line here? It's uh, Max on his legacy. Play that clip, please. I mean, I, I don't care. I don't mind. You know, I just want to be that guy to be like, especially from Hawaiians or anybody from, from around the world in a little town, just saying like, if I could do it, you know, why not you? Why? If, if someone like me could do it from a small town on the west side, you know, and why not Hawaii? Why not you? So I just want to be. The inspiration, you know, I, I don't, you don't need to put nothing around me, you know, I just want to know, be like, hey, I want somebody to be like, hey, look, he did it, yeah, that's, so why not you, you know, why, why can't I do it, and that's what I want to be to, not only white people, but to all, to all the small town kids that, that think that they, they don't belong, or the world's too big, or so on and so on, you know, I want to be that inspiration, and be like, look, he can do it, I can do it. And you and and not only do it, you can do it better than me, you know. And whatever you can do, you can do it better. You can be greater, and uh, keep going. You know, I'm only I'm only setting these goals and records because records are meant to be broken. Please break them. Please somebody break them, because uh, I'll be cheering you on all the way. He's such a good dad. Dude, he and more than that, dude. Like for a 30 year old man, and I mean this, dude. I wasn't I wasn't nearly that smart at 30. I mean that sincerely. Like at 30, I was still drinking and like. Doing stupid things. <laughs> wow, I'd love to see you at 42 when you're vaping. You know, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, like, there's a level of not just maturity, but an understanding of how things are supposed to work, what his place in, in it is, and what drives him. Now, that was somewhat of a separate clip than what I thought it was, because I asked him what's on the line on Saturday, and his answer was legacy. Like, he understood it. Like, he understood that this was complicated, and we've, we've yes. kind of talked about that in the pregame preview. Um, um, but, Luke, I want to tie this this soundbite we just played into another thing you guys talked about and look i write a piece on cbssports.com if people still read stuff ahead of every ufc fight you know top five storylines one of my storylines number three was as much as the fans hate when us podcasters play the goat game ahead of every fight how does this affect goat dumb but luke let's be serious does the winner of max alex three affect the featherweight goat conversation as much so as that's, i'm so glad you brought that up because we talked about that in the interview we don't have this clip i didn't tell mikey to pull it so it's certainly no issue there but uh he he wants to get the belt back so he can 
get to a place where he can even rival Jose Aldo in his mind. Right, like because, because they look at rivaling him because now. fighters, and you know, you may agree with this. Fighters look at title defenses as the true currency. Why does Max always say I'm a five-time champ? You know, they always say multiple times because every defense you get to keep the belt, so it's a it's a lit, but it's a list of of accolades in a way in your in your trophy case. But let's get into that featherweight top debate real quick. And I wrote that in print. It's basically this: Jose Aldo is is the king of Rio and the damn king of featherweight. Seven title defenses in the UFC is the record by far. He also has two in the WEC before that, so it's almost nine title defenses. And all the way, he also had to become interim WEC champion, then became the full. So he's, I mean, he's the champ of champs from that standpoint. But Luke, what makes this this situation cloudy because Max and Alex both have three title defenses, and that's tied for second. Is one Max had to wait an unusually long time to finally get his first title shot against Jose right. because of, you know, the situation of of the bottleneck that was going on in the division at the time. And two, Max beat and knocked out, including both times kind of viciously, the still in his prime greatest featherweight of all time. And oh, by the way, Volkanovski literally shut Aldo down, meaning by round three, Jose's like, fuck this, I'm out of this, man. So you have to ask yourself, how does that currency of having beaten him while he was still something, anyone who doesn't think Jose was still something, look, he just moved on to Bantamweight and fought for a title and still putting on together win streaks. So that version of Jose was still something, Luke. Does that cancel out this legendary run that Aldo had, man? I mean, does the winner of this, because what does each winner have? If you're Volkanovski, you're unbeaten in the UFC, you beat Jose Aldo, you beat a bunch of other big names, and oh, by the way, you beat Max Holloway three fucking times. Nobody does that shit. And if you're Max on the flip, you stop Jose twice, and now you finally prove to everybody that you're better than this Volkanovski cat. First one to beat him in UFC would be big. So who, who wins? Who is the GOAT? After the result of Saturday's fights, Max said what? He said that doesn't matter. Jose still got it by a landslide. So, so they're banking heavily on title defenses, which may fit right. your criteria. But Luke, having beaten that man straight on, also affects that criteria. It has to. Yes. Yeah, it's a complicated debate here because it's, it, the, the problem with these is, especially with the, with the MMA is progressing, it's just different eras. And different eras don't merely have different ways in which you evaluate greatness, but the fighting gets much better and much different. And so the complexion of fights looks a little bit... It, it, the, these certain kinds of achievements that might be also like, you know, George St. Pierre got a title fight in what is like second or third UFC? Yes. Fight? They just don't do that anymore. So it's different eras about you mean, what kind of opportunities. Gary Prohatska, who they just did that too. And that was his third. But even that, dude, even then, even then. That and is, Dana basically said if Padeda okay. wins this weekend, BC, he'll get BC. one. Okay. It is still exceedingly rare. It is exceedingly rare. It does not happen very often. And the fact that we're talking about it with Pereira is because it is so unusual. Yeah. In the modern era, you just don't see a lot of that. And so. What I'm trying to make is it's hard to, era to era to really know who's great. How but, dare you get this pissed off this early in the show? You motherfucker. Dude, I'm barely conscious at this point. But the point I just want to make and finish here is just that it, it, there is, either way, the, the debate is not as simple, I think, as, as Max was making it out to be. However, however, Aldo has been criminally slept on and underrated. Often by me, too, and I apologize. And I think, what he, I think what really bothers Max is there's just not enough for Max, beating Aldo not once but twice, but twice is probably his crowning achievement. I want to say this. And I think that folks don't don't have enough appreciation for Aldo in the way that Max does. People think I shit on Conor McGregor too much, even though... I'm all, the... all of his fans think if you, don't say, if you don't say anything but other than glowing praise, they don't understand why you have a job. I agree he has a hipster take seat at this table of this discussion. McGregor? He's 7-0 no, he at featherweight in the UFC. No, he doesn't. Okay? Won the championship. Yes, never... Defended it, which is a big thing against him. No. But his wins were a first round knockout of Jose Aldo, yeah, that's big. Max Holloway, Dustin Poirier, uh, Chad Mendes. 
You can't act like he's not in this discussion. He's not in the discussion. Yo, he's in this discussion, bro. Okay, he's no, in this discussion. He's not. He's, not. he's here. This this couch is is the is the debate. He's sitting right there. Luke. Go get some semen on you. Um. All right. Any other points about the Max interview? Um. I want to talk about. Oh, you know what? Damage. I do want to talk about that's that. That's exactly what I want to talk about. So I. <laughs> so I asked him about damage, and that's a hard thing to ask. Oh, I was about talking her. about damage in terms of scoring. You're talking about CTE. Brother. Real quick, so we can use that to transition yeah. in. I did ask him about damage and what role it might be having on him. I like the way you navigated he that, by seemed, the way. Thank you. He seemed to be not nearly as concerned as I am. Let's hear what he had to say. Not really. Not really. Uh, and, and the only reason why I understand what you guys see, because you guys see me in these wars and these fights, right? So in your guys' mind, you guys are not thinking of the training. That, that, that you guys might be thinking like, oh, if he's having wars here, he's probably... We got scared of people being in the gym, talking stories like, I have wars in the gym, right? I, do, I don't have no wars in the gym. I do no sparring. I don't, I don't get my head my head hit in anything, you know, like uh, like personally, uh, uh, like uh, on purpose, you know. Of course, like when you jujitsu and stuff, you can't stop hitting whatever. But I don't spar anymore. We don't do no hard rounds. Everything is just much more smarter, you know. Like every forget our timing and stuff. We go... We, we do a little bit motion stuff, but we're not cracking each other like how we would. Like before, before my, my training was worse than the fights, you know. We should have been getting paid 50K for the fights than, than, than actually in the fights. So at the end of the day, I'm not too worried. I mean, I know that significant strike, everybody see it. And I heard him talking about it, like, oh, you know, I'm going to crack up and blah, blah, this and that. I'm like, brother, like, did you forget the first two fights we fought? Like. One, I never think so you ever even made me do the chicken dance. And two, I, like, you was on the side doing the falling down over, you know? So I, I, I don't get it. Sensitive topic. I'll agree that Max is seemingly ahead of the game in, in making the right change that, I, that I'm seeing more often in combat sports. And I like that. You know, I mean, he, he trained over freaking Zoom for the second Alex fight. Whether By the way, I had, a call, I had a conversation with coaches about that. There's a lot more truth to that than I thought there was. Yeah, I, I believe him in that regard. Um, look, he's taking the right steps, you, you know, especially when you advance in your career. You can't be in wars anymore in that regard. So I like that. But, Luke, I think it's just something that to steal from Max, it is what it is. I mean, this sport, <laughs> when you want to be great at it and you want to fight the greatest of all time, and Max's resume at age 30 is freaking sick. And even in the higher points of that resume, he had to fight to win. I mean, he had to fight his way through – Dude, he took the best of Ortega. He took the best of Jose. I mean, they were landing bombs. Yair Rodriguez was lighting him up at times, Luke, with the type of strikes that end fights. What has made Max special is that we haven't seen inside the cage a physical diminish from the inevitable tally and accruance of what that does. What does that mean long term? I, I don't know, Luke. It can't mean great things, right? You can, you can be a unicorn, right? You look in boxing, Luke. I don't know if it's something in the mountains. But a lot of times, like the Mexican legends, they're not slurring their speech in boxing when they retire on the same uh -oh. level as other people. Are you doing people. a Jimmy the Greek bit No, here? I'm not. I'm just saying, for whatever reason, whether it's the climate you grew up in or whether it's just you personally, because we're all different in our structure and how we react to things. We don't know, we don't know nearly we don't as much know. about brain health that we need to. Yeah. Exactly. But the point is, some people just aren't affected in the same way as others. Um, I think he's taking the best approach he can. That's, I, that I agree with. Yes. He's not going to alter his style. You know, and, and it is yeah. what it is. Yeah, you're right. At this point, that. at this point, his style is what it is. It's not really going to change much. Although, curiously about the third fight, 
I am, you know, we saw wrestling against Yair. Now, wrestling Yair versus wrestling Volkanovski, two very different things. I am so, I got to tell you, I, I was already hyped for this fight. This is the fight now, by far, I have the most interest in on this Yes, hype. Do you agree? I got I to gotta, I gotta think for that main event. I love that. All right, event. we'll get about that a little I bit later. Now, you shit. wanted to bring up something with scoring. Of course, scoring is a big controversy. Yeah, not just in Max's fights, but in a lot of fights. What, what's going Here's on? Here's what hung with me from our show on Monday, okay? Did I slip up in saying when I said, hey, Luke, so really it was the fifth round that was the most decisive in Gamra versus Saruki, and you said, no, no, BC, it was round the fourth. Four. And you are right. Looking back, that was the more decisive one. But I don't necessarily think, despite the great points you made, that you could not score that for Gamrot and his total control of that. Another topic for another day. But what that brought to life was a feeling in the pit of my stomach when we were doing this Monday, when in motion I'm telling you, yeah, I'm pretty confident Gamrot won that fourth. And you're like, bro, according to this, this, and this, how could you score it that way? And a lot of people said that. So when we both settled into, fuck, man, it's a gray area. And I don't think all the judges are, are in the right frame of mind. Maybe we're not in the right frame of mind, okay? Luke, do you ever get D- long-winded DMs, like 50 messages in a row from nice-meaning people, and you probably just, like, delete, delete? Yeah, block. Okay. I want to kind of... Spam. Sometimes they get through the defense. Sometimes you they're, slip one. They're from Jake. Sometimes you slip one by the goalie, and you end up with a daughter, right? You know what I mean? Okay, so here's the deal. Hey. I was, hey. I wasn't meaning you. She was playing, I love your family. I wasn't meaning that you. Was that was an open goal. That was an open net. Okay. That was an open net. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, this is from at D-A-V is the best. Tron on Twitter. At Dave Tron. He calls himself Dave the Inquisitive. Here's what he did, Luke. He sent me the letter of law from the Association of Boxing Commissions. The Are you le- sure it's the modern one? I don't know, dude. But he said, I'm going to read you the paragraph that is the most I didn't key. double check, but it sounds nice. I am. I'm going to read you the, the paragraph that is most key. I've been told that since I came on board to what the scoring should be, which devalues just wrestling in terms of control and puts more emphasis on damage, I've always been using two words, damage and aggression, that some people are saying, hey, BC, I think you're interpreting this just a little bit off. Here's the paragraph I want to focus on for whatever MMA fight you are judging. You ready, Luke? From the ABC. A judge shall assess if a fighter impacts their opponent significantly in the round even though they may not have dominated the action. Impact includes visible evidence such as swelling and lacerations. Impact shall also be assessed when a fighter's actions using striking and or grappling lead to a diminishing of their opponent's energy, confidence, abilities, and spirit. Yes. So so let me finish here, and then you can go. All of these came as a direct result of impact. When a fighter is impacted with strikes by lack of control or ability, this can create defining moments in the round and shall be assessed with great value. Before I pitch it to you, yes. I have been caught up lately with saying, okay, I got to stop using a boxing scoring mindset for these MMA fights. I got to go with letter of the law. And letter of the law, brother, is fucking damage and it's aggression. Not true, Luke. The letter of the law is actually the word impact. Yes. And what this guy, Dave Tron, filled my DMs with is if I'm hitting you with a jab consistently and it not only black and blues your eye it forces you to change your game plan Mm -hmm. and go back and you're getting worn out and you're getting frustrated that impacts you more than if you're landing huge uppercuts on me but i'm walking right through them yes there's also another issue i wouldn't take any issue with that at all so luke fatiguing your opponent which gamrot succeeded in because of the chain wrestling and the aggression Mm -hmm. that's fucking impact i don't think we think of that enough changing a guy's confidence which means I am doing something to you that is forcing you to go to plan B, C, and D, and you're showing me frustration. Of course, there's also the case that he forced the change in Gamrot from his whole stance because he was getting tortured the by the body The point is, character. how you define impact 
is what should win around, not how you define damage necessarily. It's yes, how the but damage and also, impacts. And also they, rate, they also do this. A cumulative impact is not as important as immediate impact. True. So there's actually two different they kinds put, of impact you, there as you well. You saw that one sentence I read that basically said, like, regardless of, of whether you're controlling the round, if you yes. have that moment. But that's right. So I actually, I won't say his name because he doesn't want me to, but I've been speaking to a judge uh, who does a lot of UFC fights Adelaide? and everything. Yeah, me and Adelaide Bird. I, mostly I've been telling her to go fuck herself the whole time, but wow. no. Wow. In all seriousness, I've been talking to a UFC judge, or a, you know, it's an MMA judge, they can work UFC, they can work any event. He made that point, and he also made a point to me about something else, about the knockdown in round four, which was, you know, the spinning back fist that, that Gamrot yes. got hit with. That's a clean knockdown. There's no argument that it's a knockdown. It's a clean knockdown. But what he said was the reason why some of the judges, and again, it's going to be person to person, by the way. It's not necessarily like a right or a wrong answer here, but he's trying to assess, like, because he didn't judge this particular fight. Yes. He was trying to figure out, like, why did they judge it that way? And what he said was, if you look at the knockdown itself, it is clean. And the replay even showed it, by the way. It landed right on the jaw and then knocked but it But it down. was a flash knockdown. Well, so here, what's the here, impact? Here, here, let, me, let me explain. What he said was, at the time, Gamrot had one leg in the air because he was, like, defending a kick or he's about to check or something. Hit him on the jaw and he dropped. He goes, what we have to judge when we look at impact is actually not impact. It's perceived impact. And what he said was, imagine if he had had both feet on the ground and he'd gotten hit and he had taken a step to balance himself and he looked wobbly. That would have given some indication that that really landed with significant authority. It doesn't take the knockdown away, but it would have told you, wow, that really did something. But all it really did was take him off of his feet and then he scrambled basically back to his feet. Now, it did land very, very hard, but it didn't meaningfully adjust anything to Gamrot in that particular moment. He didn't have to, like recover from the chicken dance. Yes, he didn't have to recover yes. from something that visibly altered his consciousness in some way. And so or he, his strategy, which is key. Or if his strategy. Visibly so what, your strategy. It have, I mean, or it might have had small impact. I have to go back and watch. But the point being is, not all knockdowns are created yes. equal either. It's not boxing where if your gloves just touch the ground, 10-8. No, it doesn't work that way. So, I, again, I don't have a problem with 10-8, but I do think we haven't fully got a clear sense of but the value of control. True or false, at least for me, who was trying to, was trying so hard to over compensate for the fact that I was scoring it wrong and that I was sometimes, you know, scoring it for somebody controlling with wrestling when it's like, no, bro, we're in a new era and this new era is damage. This actual letter of the law broadens my mind as to there is a lot more that these judges are thinking about. Impact or to your point, the perception of impact. The whole point is this. It can't be all just like anything in life. I don't care if you're a hard red or hard blue. Brother, the answer's in the middle. It fucking is. Okay. All right. So, so, so just stop being an asshole on Facebook, okay, first of all. Second of all. Why are you on Facebook? What are you, that was, that was a little, little rant there. Uh, second of all, Luke, um, it's not, you know, just who controlled it more or just who, you know, did more visible damage to the body. It is the impact. And if the impact is affecting cardio as well, that has to be taken into account, dude. So not only yes. is that a harder job scoring this effectively than we realize, and how many times do we piss on judges that may actually be doing letter of the law, I feel like the public needs a much more, uh, the public definitely needs a better understanding because most people are drinking and not even paying that much attention. Yeah. Go, oh, that guy landed the one bigger strike. I will so say though, to. I will say though too, like if even, even if this is a great way to judge a fight, let's assume just for a second it's a great way to judge a fight. It's not a great way to judge a fight in terms of giving the public something that they can easily yes. to, uh, uh, latch onto. It makes judging a fight for the public, who just, to your point, show up to Buffalo Wild Wings and having Miller Lights. It makes it almost impossible. Yes. Like, you have to be really, really educated to get a clear sense, especially in fights like Gamrot and Saryukian. Or, by the way, on Saturday, who the fuck knows what we're going to get with 
uh, Holloway and Volkanovski for the third time, dude, it makes it very difficult. So it's not a it's not a publicly accessible way of judging fights, no matter what they want to say. In Monday show, I felt sad, like fuck, man, nobody really knows what's going on with the scoring, and even I don't. I do feel like I'm better off having gone through this exercise of reading this, understanding this, but I still feel like it's not going to change the indecision and the mystery. But here's one thing you have to remember: for everybody saying ABC, you got it wrong, Dillashaw. <laughs> Dude, look at your water bottle placement. Oh wow, that's not good. <laughs> that is not good. Thank you. That um, was awesome. Is this Luke? I get skewed as always for BC. Reverse your Dillashaw over Sanhagen thought. BC, reverse your Shevchenko over Santos. Reverse your whomever. Luke, I'm sorry, if you're taking somebody down and for the entire rest of the round, whether or not you're having huge ground and pound success, which tends to be our damage indicator, it's not fucking damage in the end. It's impact. And if I keep you on the ground and I'm constantly making you fight off submissions, Luke, I am fucking impacting you that round. So it does... Potentially, depending on what else happens in the round. So do we have to go back to Michael Page versus Logan Storley and say... No, because I don't think he meaningfully drained him. He just okay. held him. Okay. That's the difference. Yeah, you're right. It Logan wasn't like it wasn't like he ever got. For example, it wasn't like as the rounds progressed, MVP just started laying on his back, fighting from guard, holding collar ties. He was still kind of just always being just resisted. Okay. The whole time. Well, anyway, then, we got to move no, on. Okay, we got to move on. It's 11:50. First dude, of all, we don't have to move on. Okay. Bitch, I have. The, Cinderella's about to turn back into a pumpkin, motherfucker. Okay. Like, so I'm going to need you to stop doing that shit where, right when we're into something good, which is a debate about the fucking thing plaguing the sport at the moment, BC, the scoring. BC, BC. Efficient is better. More is Yo, not better. I will ride off into the sunset and never come back. Okay? I know. I, I know. will take my ball and go home from here. And your water bottle okay? dong? I'm not following you <laughs> and around and the rest and of and my your career. your water right? bottle dong? But just finally, the one sentence that you just need to keep into mind okay. when you make these debates All right. is this. It shall, impact shall be assessed. When a fighter's actions using striking or grappling lead to a diminished of their opponent's energy, confidence, abilities, and spirit. Yes. Bro, what the, how the fuck do you define spirit? It's a gray area. It's going to continue And also, to I want to be very clear about something. You heard the word shall there. If you look at the criteria, they have different words they use for different uh, measures of what matters in a fight. Yes. In certain uh, bylaws, the judge must assess. Listen to what they said. They did not say the judge must assess they said they shall assess it gives them the option to do it. yes there is a bit of a difference there now if i find out that dave tron fed me some bullshit and i just wasted your he time. didn't feed you bullshit i just i want to point out that like everyone thinks that they know this including us it's complicated it's not so simple it's not yeah. so straightforward these are hard fights to judge they really Why'd are you have to go and make things so complicated you know what i'm saying so complicated all right average let's was, move on no if, if, if no no dude you love yeah, okay, no, first of all, no. if, if Habib's in the GOAT conversation of Avril all time, or, and he is, Avril Connor's Levine. in the featherweight one, but Who's number hotter? two. Who's hotter, prime Avril Levine or prime Sofia Vergara? It's, they're dif- different, different it's not a animals. Different it's not animals. a contest. Different animals, bro. But Yeah, one's an apex predator and one is a zero, and you like the zero. See, but you look at every woman from the context of yay or nay to wax that 4,000-pound ass booty call. Great movie. I'm looking at it more like, can I start a home with this person? <laughs> <laughs> That's that vaping. Yeah. All right, BC. Dana White, uh, I guess was on Jim Rome show, and spoke about John Jones. That's CBS product, Jim Rome show. Is it? I think so. Yeah, right. Yeah, it is? Yeah. I was going to slander him, so it's good that he told me that. <laughs> Jim Rome is great. Call me Chris one more fucking time. Um, oh, is it the Chris Ember thing? Yeah, great moment, though. When he flipped the desk? Yeah, yeah. All right, so here's what Dana told Jim Rome on John's moment. opponent. Quote, 
John Jones is ready to go, BC. We're just waiting for an opponent. It's either going to be Francis, depending on how long his knee is going to take to recover, or Stipe Miocic. Now, we also spoke about a couple other things about the ring rust. Quote, it's very interesting because I'm a huge believer in ring rust, but for all the negative things you could say about John Jones and his personal life and things that have happened, he's the best. He's definitely the best of all time. And then lastly, it's getting better. It's been a pretty good injury update. Uh, it wasn't easy, but... Oh, Zanganu, sorry. So Zanganu so giving an injury update relative to his knee because that matters. Zanganu told somebody that he could be back in December. I forgot who he told Yes, him. but it's it also... Oh, uh, Tyson Fury on Twitter. Uh, it wasn't easy, but we're getting there. It's only been three months, so yeah, I'm doing physical therapy. It's, uh, if everything goes well, to your point, I'll be ready by the end of the year because it's going to be nine months. So let's say late December or early next year. Let's go back to the John Jones well, thing. Well, to close on Zanganu, none of this matters until we find out whether... A new contract involves a Fury fight or not? Was, Will he be a man of his word? I was just going to say that. Will he be a man of his word and say, "If you don't put the Fury fight in, I'm walking and I'm going to Bellator or whomever." I I, I don't know what he's going to do relative to that. But what do you make about what John, what Dana told Jim Rome? I believe John? it. It's go time. Let's do this. I didn't expect it was going to be this much of a gap from the Dominic Reyes fight and the end of the 205 reign for John Jones to finally get here. What happened was the pandemic, which mixed with fighter pay talk. I want Deontay Wilder money which mixed with back-to-back years of John having a very disappointing public scandal once again. That stuff aside, I do think the, the you know they say absence makes the heart grow fonder. That's not the case in John Jones as the person per Luke Thomas, because you came back and there was some text that were like, yo, fuck that conversation, all right? Fuck that guy. If I ever see him, I'm going to get him back for 214. No, that's not what I said. That's what I'm trying to coach you to get into. Yeah, it's not. Get a backbone on I, I, I don't need to get him back. My point is this. Um, not no, This lengthy time off for John... And in that interim, be, be, understand what I'm saying. In the interim that John sat out and did not make his heavyweight debut, the heavyweight division just got a whole lot deeper, fun, and in the case of Cyril Gaon, who's still not out of this title picture conversation, despite the loss to Nganu, there's a next level heavyweight coming up, right? Aspinall shown flashes of it. Gaon is that. I think this delay for John only makes it more difficult to really know if he's going to walk in as the GOAT in this new division and the speed and the length and all that is going the wrestling is going to be too much, or if he's going to walk in to, to find, get in a reality check that, that, that the Teflon John run of always being able to find a way to keep his fight career on the track despite the issues and get the W despite the issues, right? He gets the benefit of the doubt in a lot of these fights. Does that end or does that continue? Because if that continues, actually, either way, you've got a lot of great fights to make. But I think that absence has now made any time John Jones is going to come back, and if it's fucking Stipe or Francis, yeah, baby. Dude, the interest in those two fights, either or, is going to be through the roof because of what we don't know. And I think you and I would have been much more believing had this fight happened a year and a half ago or two years ago that John has a great chance to walk in there and still be John fucking Bones Jones. Because we don't know now, because we're, we're a little bit nervous in that regard, because of the changes at heavyweight, Luke, this is interesting shit. It is. I got to tell you, he did not have, it's not just the Dominic Reyes fight where he didn't look great. He didn't look great in the Santos fight. He looked good, I would say not great. He had great. Santos with two injuries on his legs and he still wasn't shooting on him, Luke. Yeah, and the other part too, like he did, he looked good, but not great against Anthony Smith as well. You know, so to your point, like the delay between all, A, those performances, then this absence and the, the delays that have contributed to the length of the absence, it's going to do one of two things. Either it's going to cement the fact that he was already on the decline and no move to a weight class is going to fix that. Because it's not like he's starting out taking on marching Tybura. Yes. He's going right to the top. So there's that. Or or it's going to do the opposite, which is he's going to go in there and dominate, and he will put a lead on what it means to be the best fighter of all time that I don't know that any other fighter in our lifetime will be able to match. Matt Hamill lost notwithstanding, and in reality we all believe it could be it should be a no contest. 
Venal cut or should be lost. The, okay, the nature of the way in which he threw it, by the letter of the law, you could disqualify him. Yes, yes. They probably should have just taken a point, but, but you know, obviously, okay, but, uh, but the point being is he was beating Matt Hamill's ass. And the bit. point is that he's been perfect. It's been close, but he's been perfect in the cage. What are the percentage odds out of 100 that he can end his career undefeated in both divisions? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At some point, he can walk away I'm as, gonna the, say, as the Floyd Mayweather. It's, okay, it's also a function of how many fights he takes, which is hard to know. It is certainly possible. It is certainly. 10% right now? 25%? I wouldn't put it higher than 25. Okay. Um, I want to check where you're at. I wouldn't put you it higher than 25 because I do think, I, I just, you know, again, he's got great people around him. Brandon Gibson's a phenomenal coach. Stan Efferdine's a phenomenal Whoa. coach. Tusa's a phenomenal coach. I don't want to answer that because I don't fucking like you. I was like, yeah, dude, get in line. Who does? Somebody get my phone. Is that boo boo wild thing? Why don't you pinch your nipple more, you fucking <laughs> freak? <laughs> I, I'm out of John Jones joke. That's all I got. That's all I got. Yeah, you're Sorry. out of material there. Uh, <laughs> it's an interesting conversation. I just wonder what the holdup. I guess they don't want to give him the Stipe fight because they do want to see what happens with Francis. Yes. Is that the idea? But but in true UFC opportunistic fashion, and I've said this, put a fucking interim belt on there. It deserves it. I These agree. are two of the greatest of all time. I agree. This is arguably the greatest light heavyweight and greatest fighter against arguably the greatest heavyweight in Stipe. Also, John Let's Jones is that. not exactly like old. I don't think he's old. What is, is he? he? 34. 34. He'll yeah. be. Actually, it'll be 35 in a couple of weeks. So it's not like, I mean, for 35, that's not old, but, uh, or for, sorry, for heavyweight, that's not yeah, old, but yeah. it's still not like, it's not like he's super young either. All right. Has he taken a lot of damage cumulatively? Well, he has shown a legendary chin, yes. so it's hard to know exactly how much it's affected him. But like, even with that big toe thing, um, all, dude, all these guys get super banged up he over time. A, a death row, a murderer's row. Yeah. Run. His resume is incredible. It's insane. Damn. It's incredible. All right. Let's talk about this topic number three. I don't have a whole lot to say about it, but it is kind of, I don't know, funny or whatever you want to say. Tommy Fury, who there's, there was supposed to be a presser today yes. in New York City with Jake Paul to announce, or not announce, but certainly you know formalize all of the uh, August, 6th. August 6th fight, which, by the way, they have not changed the plans to have that fight on August 6th, but I don't know what they're going to do about it because Tommy Fury tried to get on a plane from Heathrow Airport in London, England to go to New York City for today's press conference, and he couldn't because he was denied entry. Now, on a social media post, BC, he said he had no idea. He never did anything wrong, which I believe he has not committed some crime. Well, look, we, to be uh, fair, why we, has he stopped? Because of his brother's right, I was just gonna say, alleged because his, connections. Because his brother had a connection to Daniel Kinahan. He's not alleged. Tyson Fury's putting out videos thanking Daniel Okay, Kinahan. so, okay, so, so the, uh, whatever their connection, he had done business with him in some capacity. He's his advisor. Let's be and fair. the U.S. Treasury wants to basically block people from either entering the country or people who have done business right with him, call? TJ. Yeah, sure. I don't, I, I don't mind it at all. 
from uh, you know ha having the opportunity to, to work in the United States. So BC, what the hell's going to happen here? I don't know. So you know, obviously, your knee-jerk reaction is to be like, "Well, that's not all that professional. How do you not check ahead of time? How you know?" He was here a month ago. Exactly. So maybe that was enough for him to think there's not an issue. So I can understand that. Jake said, "Look, we had we had pushed." Jake put out a statement. I'm sure everybody got in their inbox at the writer that says, "You know, we had we had met with the team. We talked with the team. They said it would not be a problem. It became a problem. What do we do now?" Luke, it's certainly not a good turn. Do you think this creates, whether planned or not, an exit strategy for Tommy? Fury to keep that unbeaten record alive. And That's not what's on my mind. I'll okay. tell you what's on my mind. Some people I, are saying that. I'm asking your thoughts. I, I, I just think yeah, Jake Paul's saying that because know. Jake Paul needs some kind of promotional angle here. Two things occur to me. It's like, also Jake Paul, it's like, you know, he's the one who, dude, he keeps telling Tommy he's fumbling the bag. Have you noticed yes, that? Yes. For months he's yes. been saying this. It's like, dude, I, it kind of sounds to me like you really need him as an opponent because if you're... You can't accuse a guy of fumbling and then giving him constant abilities yes. to keep getting in the fight. That's the first thing I would say. The second one is this, dude. Wait a second. Let's back up a step. We don't even know if Tommy Fury has ever done business with MTK, right? We know that Tyson has. Yes. We don't know if Tommy has. But we do know that Darren Till was signed by MTK. Yes. Rackage, for example, was signed by MTK. Is Darren Till going to be able to get into the country? I don't know, and I think it's important. Serious question. I don't know the answer right that. now. You know, I'd like to chat with. Alan Dawson of Insider. You know him? He, oh, he's been yeah, he was the one that went after Munir Lezez uh, when he would thank Daniel Kinahan. Is, is, is Lezez going to be able to get into the country? It's worth a conversation. Uh, I do, you know, what I believe the Fury team didn't know this was going to happen yet. At the end of the day, I do. What do you do with the fight? Do you hold that August 6th date? Can you run in a Chavez Jr.? Would that fix it? They're, it doesn't I mean, seem the like they want to fight They need to talk to an attorney, uh, particularly one who can understand matters with the Treasury or immigration, who can work on the situation to see what is possible here because yeah. again i don't think that tommy and tyson have the same connections to the business i don't believe that or at least from what we know publicly i don't believe that but i do think that if you're an mma fan there was like a, like seven or eight guys who were signed by mtk who fight in the ufc and a lot of them are very very good also something to think about what's going to happen like it is possible that the treasury could extend some of this to the guys involved with ramzan kadyrov and dude those are not those are not bullshit fighters. Yes. Chemaev, Ankalaev, I think Duraev as well. Verdum. Well, he's not on the same level as. But it's the as truth. But, but it's the truth. Okay, but dude, in all seriousness, are they going to be able to get back into the country? Like, we haven't know. thought about this at all. These are not insignificant fighters. These are very, very, very important ones. But it should be their fault if they don't. You, I agree. You, you associate with this type of person. You know the allegations. You know what's going on publicly. Right. That's what happens, Luke. You know, you, you that's why your parents would always be like, pick the right friends. You know what I'm saying? You hang out. Are we friends? You hang out outside a barbershop long enough, you're bound to get a haircut, right? Let me let me see your haircut. You got a military high and tight with this bitch. No, I actually didn't. I got a uh, turn to the side. Can I shout out to Kenny? You know. No, I mean? you did get a high and tight. That's that's Marine Corps high and tight that's right not, there. That's not yo yo. That's not that. That's a nice. Okay, inner as, city, someone, as someone who was in the Marine Corps, I'm telling you, it's a high low and tight. ball fade right there. Okay, it's, 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 it's a little more Navy Corman. No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all, Luke. Okay. What would you know about military haircuts? Seriously. Luke, what would it take for me to gain your, like you hold this level of man respect for yourself because you were in the military. You know what? Thanks for fucking getting our back in terms of this country. I got nothing bad to say about that. Yeah, I don't I'm not that. one of these people like, yo, you reservist bitch. Yo, fuck them, bro. Why don't, we, why don't, why don't they do it, okay? But what would I have to do to earn your respect for me as a man on that level? Is it fight you? Is that really is it what it comes down to, Luke? Maybe just not be mean to me about my things 
How about, was, what was I mean about that? <laughs> well, oh, yeah. You've, you've never cast a joke about any of the shit I've done. No, I mean, what de- would it Define be? bullying at the end of the day, Luke, please. Okay. Okay. All right, all right. Are we doing that again here? No, we're not. We're, we're not. Just, just doing a whole Reddit bit right bow, 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 Just doing a whole bow, Reddit bow, 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 bit. All right, uh, let's go to this. I don't have a whole lot to say about it, but up, it is, Dallas, it right? is on the rundown. Yeah. It is on the rundown. PFL preview. Um, it's Friday night, bro. It's Friday night. There are some good fights on this, but Kayla Harrison... Had a substitute, so now Caitlin Young is going to be her opponent. Caitlin Young is twelve and twelve. She was a Yikes. good fighter for a time. She was a matchmaker for a time. I have great respect for her, but dude, this is this is not what the PFL had in mind when they wanted no. some big name opponents for Kayla. And it's you know, it was, they're not launching that pay per view division until next year, which in theory would allow Kayla an opportunity to cross promote against a cyborg or whomever. Julia Budd was the right name to add to this mix. Signing from Bellator, longtime featherweight champion. Then she loses her PFL debut, and now she's hurt and pulls out. So as Kayla says publicly in the tweet, yo, people, chill out. I'm not the one that forced her out, right? I'm just Kayla. But it does affect the idea of, can she be touched at all at this weight class? I know Kayla's coming off a decision win in which she thought it was less than thrilling and sensational, but it wasn't like it was a lack of effort on her part, right? She tried everything she could to... Yeah. To sort of you know do what she does, um, but it kills your interest a bit, right? In seeing maybe the best female is it? Look, is there a, is there a case that you she can't, got nominated for an ESPY? For you can't call her the best female fighter in the world because we have to see it. But there's a case to believe she might be for sure, right? Yeah, you cannot call her that because you have to beat the right opponents to get that. Is there a case to if I go like this, I almost look like I've been working out, right? What if I just did the rest of the show like this? Why don't you just leave? <laughs> All right, all right, so uh, back to you about this card, Luke. Um, can you please stop? It's so distracting. Um, I kind of have like a Peter North cut on my right bicep right here. Right? It's, it's kind of... We'll find out if I have all the same similarities, you know what I mean? It's so, it's so untrue that it's actually funny, right? It's great. Yeah. Speaking of this towel. Okay, back to you, Luke. All right, it's great. Yeah. Uh, I really just hope you get hit by the car today. <laughs> no, nothing, nothing would make me happier than watching a semi just mow you. Oh, there goes Brian. Well, look, Showtime has a pressure. Who wants Chinese? Ready. Now replacing the deceased Brian Campbell, Ariel Hawani. Because look, you guys would do killer traffic together. I mean, it would be a, it would be just ridiculous. It'd be a know? lot. It'd be a lot. Um, I'd haunt you from the grave. You'd show my show. Oh my God, I would do. Yeah. Uh, Rory McDonald versus Sadabu C. Uh, that's going to be a wrestling affair, unless McDonald gets knocked out on the feet, probably. Well, how much does he have left? I don't know. He looked good in his last fight. I'll give him that. Is it more about the want? Like, he's been in no, wars. Eventually, he took, it's yeah, going to catch he took, up. He took a fuck ton of damage. I think that affected him. Did, has he recovered from that understandable scenario in which he got deeper into his faith and felt like he couldn't fight at the same aggression anymore? He does seem to fight more technical and safe than ever. Except for this last fight. It doesn't make him not a good fighter. Yeah. Uh, it just makes him a different one than he was before. I think that's the issue. Is the beast still in there? Is the damn red, uh, what the hell is he? The, the red. Uh... Red king? Yeah. Yeah, he's the king. Of, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Ray Cooper taking on. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what do you want me to say? I'm so tired. Red, uh, Ray Cooper taking on Brett Cooper. Yo, Ray Cooper the third has some explaining to do after this. Yo, a lot of Coopers fight. here. Yep. Hanging with. with uh... Hanging yeah. with the Coop. Yeah, yeah. You know who was hot on hanging with Mr. Cooper? Um, uh, Rodney Pete's wife from 21 Jump Street. You know exactly who I'm talking about, Luke. 21. You know who Jump I'm talking about, right? Street. Holly. You know, you know where I'm going with this. 
I don't. I didn't watch a lot of TV like you did as a kid. What, what's what's Rodney Pete's wife's name, please? Holly Robinson. You don't remember this? Oh, I remember Holly Robinson, yes. Oh. She was a smoke show. Yo, you know who was a smoke show on 21 Jump Street? Richard Grieco, legit. Yo, remember he had that spinoff Booker? Yo, he was he was like... he. No, I don't actually, no. I always wanted to be him when I was young. I, I patterned myself as, as like a growing Grieco, but I didn't have the... I don't think I had the same connection to like the Italian faith and to look that cool. You know, I'm more like half, <laughs> half Lithuanian, half <laughs> disappointment. Thank you, You're sorry. half Lithuanian, yeah. half pile of feces. Yeah. That's what you are. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, then lastly, Mega Man, Mega Man, Karamov taking on Joao Zeferino. That should be a hell of a contest. Yeah. Um, anyway, Friday night on, on uh, whatever the fuck. All right. Uh, it's on ESPN something, guys. Last but not least, by the way, did you see Gina Carano on... Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, I'm sure you have a lot to say. It wasn't. It wasn't a flattering. Uh, I can see why she punted on her Star Wars career. Did not strike me as an especially thoughtful person. I don't believe her when she said, "Look, the point of the interview is she ultimately said, yeah, I, I would consider a fight against Ronda.' I don't she know did. if I believe her unless she feels like that's the only way to resuscitate the brand and get and get another piece of that startup. So, back. what is going to do more for her visibility? Being on The Mandalorian or whatever the fuck Ben Shapiro's bullshit. Uh, movie studio. Good point. You, do you think there's a chance she could beat Ronda? Because Ronda's a little bit damaged to a degree. Well, no. I mean, Ronda is a significantly better athlete and just a better fighter. But Corano's bigger. She can strike a little bit. You know, if Ronda can't get the takedown immediately, you could see. I, I would favor Ronda to be very clear. But I could, it's not. That's not even the fucking point. The point is you just get two big names yeah. together. Anyway, if Gina could use the force at all, during that yeah. Game, that would be if she could, uh, if she could use some of the stuff. What was her character's name? Cara Dune. Cara Dune. Yeah. Cara Dune's a great character. She goes, you know what? Just never put it past me. It could happen. It would be like you know, six months from now because I have a lot of stuff I need to do. Oh yeah. But my fight really is with I really want to create. I what the fuck? I want to direct. I want to produce. Right when she said I'd rather have, she didn't say I'd rather. She said yeah, but at first I want to direct and produce, and I have a. Role I want to for give Ronda, Ronda Rousey a job in one of my movies. Okay, straight to DVD. Straight to DVD. She doesn't want to. So maybe there is something we can do there. Dude, I love that straight to DVD flick you were in the weed thriller that that uh. That Where I was the uh, Faber, I was the uh, newscaster. Yeah, that yeah. was great. We should ask Faber about that if we see him. It's like, yo, Faber, remember when I was in your motherfucking movie, bro? Yeah. Yo, he yo, like, no. Touchy Feely had a good role in that, man. He could yeah, act a little. He was surprisingly very good. That movie was surprisingly violent by the end. Yeah, like, fucking dude. violent and shit. I know, I was like, uh, was like Kurosawa, I wasn't expecting this. Is that Kurosawa in the background, Luke? Kurosawa? Kurosawa, he's the son of the famous Kiri director. Kurosawa's on <laughs> down the road that I must travel. I love that song, bro. Yo, do you think I have low T because I finally discovered Kiri the first two R.E.M. albums and they're fucking the fire, Luke? And the look, do you, do you look against me negatively that the first two R.E.M. albums are I just look against life. you negatively <laughs> in general. <laughs> I mean, who the hell gave us an award, Luke? What an asshole, right? Yeah. You know, look at, look at Mike. <laughs> I mean, just looking like a serial killer. <laughs> Just Yo, his of the 50 victim. tabs Monkey has open on his computer right yeah. now, how many, how many are, are Yeah. <laughs> his chrome is crashing his computer because it's just red tube and you porn the entire way across. <laughs> how, hey, Monkey, how's Eskimo tube this yeah. morning? Oh, huh? come on. They do more than... No, forget it. Forget it. Uh, you want to do fan subs? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do that shit. Let me get my... Oh, my God. I just broke my uh, pop-up. This show is so stupid. It, it is. Just watch the Max Holloway interview and forget this show. Yo, what about Jared Cannonier? I did an interview with him, dude. How was it? Yo, he he fielded my bed of power crystals joke re- very well, okay? Wait, what was, your, what was your question? I was like, bro, huge fight, man. You, If I was you, dude, I'd just fucking build a bed of power crystals and sleep on it leading up to this fight. You want him to sleep on rocks? 
yo, he believes in that energy like Nolan, our sound guy, you know? Dude, have you ever looked at, like, uh, the things he likes on, on Twitter? I'm not saying like I have to have the same life beliefs, but, yo. He has some interesting views. I'll say this about Jared Cannonier. He's a deep, thoughtful person. There's a lot going on there, Luke. He's also incredibly intense. Like, his oh, whole yeah. aura is, he's fucking driven, man. He yo, is driven. Adesanya's been saying all week, I'm gonna knock, we'll save it for Friday, but I'm going to knock that motherfucker out. You believe that? Here, I, I'm not going to ask you for a prediction. Do you think the fight finishes or goes to a decision? That's what I'll ask you. 79% finish. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Either way. You, what about you, Gaff? You think it goes, you think it gets Yo, finished? People don't really? realize about Gaffney Pierre, despite his burgeoning music career. Of, of everyone on the staff. Pound for pound, the best MMA fan in the room at all times when we do this show. Probably true, yeah. And also, he told me he was an MK fan, and then Manich called him and was like, Yo, you want a job on the show I'm working on? And he's like, Yo, fuck He's like, Only if Brian gets fired. Yeah. So, uh, I love that guy. All right, let me find this email with the uh, fan subs in it, Luke. We're, yeah, I'm so tired. I don't know where we're at here. Um, I got a piss. Yeah, sorry. I'm, 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 I do love that song, Kyrie Eleison. Kyrie Dude, that shit is catchy, bro. You didn't grow up in the 80s. You don't know about that life. But... Yo, Greg is an 80s music Did you machine. like that song, Greg? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's like, I've never heard of that Mike, shit. I don't have this It was email. only a number one hit for years. If you, if you got caught in the cloud. All right, here we go. Shortly. So, morningcombat at gmail.com. You already know. David Appleton, on a run toward potential dunk of the year. We're halfway through, but he's been on fire. Right? We'll see what happens at the live show this week. Who shows up and who shows out. Right? Yep. Will Aaron from Washington make the drive? Boy, he's going to have just... Pounds of Land <laughs> Yo, when we see Kiesta, I'm going to be like, yo, there's this super fan named Aaron. Love Spokane. All right? Is it Spokane? If you're, if you're from there. Is right. it Spokane Velasquez? Is that what it is? <laughs> free, free Spokane, Luke? All right, <laughs> let's go. Uh, we'll start off here with Alex. Hey, you got mail. Viewers. Ah, you did it. Got him. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. You got to cause my surprise. Do it one more time. Roll that thing one more time. Here we go. You've got mail. Viewers. <laughs> Who delivered the viewers? Gaff himself loved that guy. All that right. is awesome. Uh, hey, that Donks. Is awesome. This is from Alex. Hey, Donks. Just writing in after I finally felt compelled to purchase some merch when saw this wholesome and tasty. Thanks for all the laughs and to keep me entertained while I do nothing at work. Here's a little burnout on bench. After failing to beat my PR. I don't know what this means. Burnout. He's uh, probably an AMRAP. Let's see it. Oh, it's just him. No, there's a video. Gaff, you have the video? He, wow, this guy does know his way around the gym, Luke. Do you think anyone's gotten laid in an MK shirt yet? Besides me? No, like, not in their current relationship. <laughs> like, they were wearing the MK shirt while they secured. 225 feet on the bench. That makes it hard to do. Let's see what he does here. Okay, get your head back on yeah. the bench, bucko. And your grip is too wide, but aside from that, he's strong. He's strong. Yeah. That's great. I bet he was like a free safety in high school. He's strong. Yeah. Probably played monster back. There's a lot of ways he can clean this up, but he's strong. Okay. He looks good in that red tube shirt he's got. I, I hate, I got, I got to get rid of him. I, got, I don't want those in my Oh, house. now he has his feet, but he actually have feet behind your knees. Pontinibio is a spotter? Just think all. Latin dudes look the same or something. 
That was good. That was a good. That was a good AMRAP. Yep. All right. Nice Strong. work there. Let's go to Chewy. We I like. Got... I like how he touches his nipple. Oh, oh. Do you remember? Okay. Speaking of Rashad, who's going to be there on Friday, Beer House, come check us out. Do you remember the era when all the Jackson guys, when Ruff would be like, and in this corner, oh, yeah, they'd always, and they would all tweak their nipples? They'd crank their nips hard, like, and I'd be like, Tokyo. And I'd, I'd always be like, I know that's an inside joke that's funny with you guys. It makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. You. <laughs> Thanks, Rashad. Uh, Chewy says, I just got back from a two-week vacation driving from D.C. to Maine to visit a few ballparks. Or so my wife thought. Hey! I was actually a trip to see MK Landmarks. The Capitol Building and Cumberland Farms in Naugatuck? No way, dude. No way. Let's see. Let's see. Did Had to go? represent the MK merch and was called a donk in DC. First time I've... Yo! Oh, he went. shit. Blow that up. Dude, he went. He went to my factory town? Are you... Yo. Yo. You could... After hours, you could die at this Cumberland Farms. It's right on the edge of Waterbury, like off Route 8 right there. You could die there. I've been... I've, I've, I've eaten out of this place in a while, Luke. Wow, dude. Chewy's the man. Dude, that is incredible. So he stormed the Capitol in our shirt. Then he went to my hometown on his way to Maine. Jake, you've been to that hometown. It's just, could, Jake, can we get the camera on you? Is it possible? Is it possible? All right, who cares about Jake? Don't Jake, will you Jake sit here with wife. me? Yeah. Jake, can the people hear you or no? Jake, what did you think of my town? You went and doc filmed there. Uh, not as many factories. Oh, you mean that Brian was telling bullshit lies the whole time? Thanks for the thanks for the accent. That's, that thanks sounds for, so unlike thanks him. Thanks for staying in character. You, uh, yeah. Also, shower, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He got called a donk in DC. Chewy got called the donk in DC. The trip was amazing, but something interesting happened while driving through Connecticut. There was an accident on the other side of the highway that made traffic come to a complete stop. That's not interesting. It's tragic. Our He's son- like, yeah, like ten kids died. I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> Our side of the highway was driving slow, and we can see an older man outside of his car stretching. But as we get closer, he was full-on pissing in the wind facing us right right next to all the stopped cars in the middle of the highway. Is this a CT thing, or is this just what happens when you reach that see, age? did you have to go real bad? I was, uh, look, I'm not a perfect, I have a lot of, I, I, look, I was an asshole for most of my life. I was known was? as the guy who was willing to piss in public in just extreme ways and not care. All right? So, yeah, it's the way I was raised, okay? Yeah. So, dude, you're not even housebroken. Yeah, like pulling over on the highway to piss? You know, like, I don't run to the woods. I just open my door and just, you know. Dude, I remember, well, this is a true story. One time, this was when I was still living in D.C. as a kid, and I was walking to, uh, I was walking to school, and I remember just some old dude was walking, I was walking this way to the school, he was walking the other way. He walks up to the D.C. trash can, pulls out his hog, and just starts urinating in the trash yep, can. And I was a kid, I was like, Wow, I didn't know you could do that. That really, uh... okay. It was gross. I was at a fish concert in 03 at, at the Worcester Centrum, and everybody was just pissing in the sink. That was because it was like the line was so long because it was like an old arena that didn't have enough bathrooms. So everybody's just like squatting. Like, it was just gross, dude. I will also say this. And they were hippies, too. As someone who hasn't traveled the world, uh, you don't appreciate this. That there's holes in the ground that people shit in? More than that, dude. Even in places like, like uh, London, they don't use like the urinal cakes in a lot of those places. You talking about Neil Magny? <laughs> oh my god, dude! Will you stop saying sorry? Like that? Sorry, sorry. That's so I just shitty, had to tie. Dude. I had to put a tie on. I had to tie up the loose ends. So yeah. shitty. Yeah. But I'm being serious. If you go to places, even in Europe, they don't use the urinal cake. So you go to the bathrooms there, and they smell infinitely worse yo, than MK, American bathrooms. Yo, MK urinal cakes would be so good, dude. Right? RJ Dunkelfucker. Yes. All right. Get to on close, it. Uh, che- Chewy says, 
Thanks for all the content. Much love. But P.S. I wouldn't be caught dead at anything close to storming the Capitol. The only public figures I get behind are B.C. and L.T. Hell yeah. Please by the way, if Neil Magny beats your fucking ass, I'm going to yes. cheer him on. All right. Whoa, Craig. What up, fellow Jan Sixers? A few weeks ago, I noticed a familiar cup from my main man, B.C., as a fellow New Englander, I also bought the Tourist Trap mug in New Hampshire. So while it isn't MK merch, it's merch that the man himself has. Also, as a Rhode Islander, I noticed it looked like you guys were drinking on the on the Dell's Shandy with Chuck Minhall. Yeah, we had that Shandy bullshit, the half beer, half whatever. Oh, I think that's right, yeah. Yeah. Um, For can, a uh, pregame preview. Can I get a review of the drink as it's a controversial take to enjoy it here? Some like it, some hate it. So, Craig, a couple points here. One, that mug I bought at the uh, Minneapolis airport. On the other side, it says Minnesota. I bought it for my wife to just try to like, oh, look, I got you something on the it road. It does look the same. It's a cool mug, but she, she doesn't like it. Um, and then also, Luke, uh, to Craig, so I agree. When, when they brought up, when, when Manich brought that can, that shandy, I was like, oh, this bullshit. I will say, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. It wasn't that bad, Luke. I don't remember what I had, but I don't really drink beer hardly at all anymore. Yeah, yeah. All right, Matt says, I attached an awful Photoshop pic that Luke might get a kick out of. I enjoy the, great, the show greatly. Have a good one. Left two zero, drop one zero, uh, FFE. If you don't know what FF me means, it means fire for effect. This is what I did in the Marine Corps. This okay. is exactly what I did. And then BC says, FFE, that's what I did on Yoana's Insta before room <laughs> service. Come on. Come, on. come on, Matt. Seriously, I mean, that, come on. <laughs> I got to tell you, people don't know what Fire for Effect is unless they've done uh, either mortars or artillery. So somebody, whoever made this, actually knows artillery. That's actually pretty impressive. Can we call on the carpet? Remember when he replaced me last summer when I went to Tennessee on MK his first yeah. time? And he's like, yo, Luke, I used to play, I was a jock in high school. And I used to play, I was like a... I know, I was like... And we were like, really, were there, bro? Were there, like, were there like five kids in your high school? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you think he could have been a Mountie is where I'm going with this? I don't know shit like about the Jacques Mounties Rougeau, other than like, you know? you know. But BC, now that you know this is what I did, and I would watch the rounds fall, and then I would adjust them. Yes, on the weekends. And in the summer. Two, two weeks of summer, right? No, no, no. I, had, I did temporary active duty. I would get, I would get oh, attached shit. to an uh, active duty unit. Um, I did. I didn't. I never did. It, that was one thing that actually kind of held me back after college. I never did internships. I would always do full TAD, temporary active How duty. How long it was each TAD? Sometimes the shortest was six weeks, the longest was thirteen. Um, and how long was boot camp? Thirteen. That that's tough, right? It was tough, but um, so we would do this. We would do this, and I, <coughs> I served with a couple of units out in Twenty Nine Palms, um, and I would watch rounds fall, and then I would adjust them. FFE means fire for effect Who after you've done up the bracketing. The afterwards, <laughs> not me, bitch. <laughs> I didn't. I would just watch them fall and then adjust them. Uh, right. But it was cool to watch. Did you go to Area Fifty One? We were in the Mojave Desert, which is pretty close, but no, I never went to Area Fifty One. Do you believe? You know, I got to tell you, I didn't. I used to think all those people were dumbasses. Yeah. And then when the Navy was like, yes, there are UFOs. We don't know what they are. And then they released. You ever watch the videos that the Navy released of these UFOs? Yeah. I don't know anymore. I saw a UFO in 2012 no, at 3 a.m. No, way home from ESPN. I was driving in the middle of the night. Here's how I know. Dan Mullen. Shout out to Dan Mullen. No, not the old Miss coach of Florida or whatever. ESPN's Dan Mullen. He was riding behind me, Luke. Okay? Mikey's dad was our boss at the time. And we were driving home. And we saw this shit. It came low, Luke, and I like slammed on my brakes on the highway, I eighty four there in New Britain, and I was like, "Oh shit, they're here." And then I. How gave many them. times did you drive drunk <laughs> also I, on this road? Then I gave them my body. You know, Luke. People from my upbringing have made very bad decisions in those categories, and I and I and I'm so happy to um, um, to to say that that was that was awful shit, and people need to be very careful. Okay. 
let's not romanticize drunk and driving. Like, that's just some bullshit, you know? One is the loneliest number that you'll ever All right. feel or do, whatever the word is. Here's Owen, Dear Luke in BC, as probably many have noticed. By the way, keep making fun of 70s music when it's all the songs you sing. Do everything, whatever turns. BC's tongue-in-cheek questioning of Luke's integrity, good timing, has become a bit of a sub-theme on the show lately. Is it really? Well, am I really challenging your integrity? Yeah, dude, you, it's all you, you do. Every you, fucking episode, just, it's all you do. You just can't give on the level that you take. Or maybe I had that backwards. Uh, maybe you wait, just what? can't. Maybe you can dish it out. You just can't take it. No, I don't question your integrity. I do question your uh, <laughs> how much brain damage. <laughs> um, as well as Luke's consequent profound irritation, by the way. So I've included a meme to capture that dynamic. Say 49 times again. <laughs> I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. But you also said you dunked in high school. I mean, 50 beers. Come on, there's no way. I know, you've turned the story into things it doesn't even say anymore, yeah, but that is a funny The jokes write themselves. Uh, joking aside, this man, uh, Owen, says, I've got a dare for you guys. Okay. As you know, the donks are loyal as shit. I mean, Damien... Please dare me to get a good night's sleep. I would love to try. <laughs> I mean, Damien the donk got a tattoo, and David Appleton is over in France recruiting a whole army of followers, for crying out loud, yeah. and potentially an army of sex pests. Who knows? We love you guys probably more than advisable. So what will it take for you guys to show some skin? Some... Oh, get the fuck no, out of here on, with this on. shit. Some vulnerability. My question is as follows. What will it take for Luke to... Who, un... who wrote this? Krupp? What? <laughs> hey, guys, we got a photo shoot coming hey, up. Uh, We're going to need you to, I need you to blow each other yeah. for these MK yeah. shirts. Yeah. Uh, word? My question is as follows. What will it take for Luke to unveil his navel tat? During... Dude, this is what I mean, dude. No, Listen, no. Get the fuck out of here with this shit. During the live show on Friday. Dude, this is when the fans start to get a little okay, weird. Okay, but hear this. No, no, hear no, this. no, no. Luke's no, in no, shape no, now. No, 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 no. You're in no. shape now. Move on with your lives. No. Yet the answer's that... no. You, okay. can, you can just move on. No. Yet that elusive no, no, no. tattoo remains Dude, when they start the being like, take clothes off, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. When they start sending fan subs of taking pictures of you sleeping through your window, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. like I was in DC visiting the landmarks. Here's Luke drooling on his pillow. <laughs> also, when is BC dropping those Malka power rankings? Wow, this is controversial. Oh, no, that's interesting. He keeps talking a big game about how it's going to concrete a few minds, concentrate a few minds, and put some friendships on notice. It will. But here's the thing, Luke. You want to win? You got to break a few eggs to make that omelet. Okay. I don't think that's how the saying goes. Uh, well, I'm here for the drama. And if breaking, if, I, if, I'll just lose then. I don't, it doesn't mean anything to Much me. Much love. It's Owen from the Netherlands. Oh, he's Dutch, Luke. Okay. Uh, don't worry about the tat, Luke. You, can't, you cannot always explain art. And PPS, what a plot twist it would be if Luke's navel tat turned out to say, Tat your mama 49 times, bitch. <laughs> Is that would be quite Woo! the thing. That would be Upper quite the thing. bound limits. Yes, yes. There we go. Oh, God, when they start, dude, when they start being like, show some, dude, dude. you've got, you've lost the plot. You, were, to you've be lost fair, the plot. from day one, you were like, BC, maybe you don't, maybe you don't have the self confidence I have, but you got to stay away from these people. Don't take their comments high or low seriously. No, no it's don't not talk that. Back it's like, to dude, them. You, don't there's a certain, le there's them. a certain level when the comments start to get weird. You got to just like, nope, that's no. Okay. Uh, Sean says, here's a redo of last week's fan sub. Is this the guy who tried to start an Asian war against us last week? Say again? Sean says, here's a redo of last week's fan sub. Remember when oh, you yes. So we fucked this up. So no, you did. Well, I fucked it. Well, okay. 
out of an abundance well, I of caution. I started the fuck up with this. I, okay. I didn't realize that this couple that we had, we had this uh, this Asian couple, I do not know their actual ethnicity, but they were actually MK fans, like legitimate MK fans. I didn't realize that because we could not hear the audio. So I thought that they had just taken a random Asian couple and then like made, like pasted on top subtitles. Like did a David Appleton thing. Like, right, yeah. and I didn't know, so I wanted to get the fuck out of there. It turns out they were actually MK fans. I don't know if they're MK fans. I think the guy filming it was an MK fan. And he just got these people to say, like, we forgive you. Or are you saying they're actually fans? No, they're real fans? But that doesn't mean that they're MK yeah, fans. Yeah, they could just be actors, you know? All so right, do we really want to roll this? Yeah. Do we have quality control? Uh, all right, here goes the end of our career. I don't know. This makes me a little uncomfortable. Shit hot. Take care not to trip, his shirt says. And <laughs> Brian's pronunciation. Okay, okay, okay. You can get rid of it. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we know that they didn't just change the subtitles there. We know that. No. Wow, that dude. Is, uh, that was better than I thought it was. I'm off the hook now for that Risen bullshit, right? No. By the way, there's also Rise on this Friday. Okay. Uh, Matt comes in and he says, BC makes bail? Question mark. Matt Snyder, our Showtime producer. Really, the... Dude, is that you? That's what he texted me. He said, this guy looks uncomfortably like you. This Dude, is a he real lo- headline. He looks like you if I never met you and cleaned you up. Married Texas mayor resigns after allegedly soliciting minor online. <laughs> Holy fuck. He's like, BC, all those years I've been warning that you're going to catch a case. It happened. Here you go. And he's got the, uh, he's got the Jan 6 glasses, Dude, look at, too. Put my fate. Can we go split screen with this guy? I, I, I look nothing. Like, let's, let's Dude, you look exactly okay. like this motherfucker. No, I don't. I don't. This is, you know. No, no BC, no, make the same face. Like, ugh. make that face. Yeah, dude, that's you, bitch. <laughs> Does that make you? Joe are you are you on the run from the law in Texas, motherfucker? Does this make you Joe Paterno? Oh God! Oh God! Sorry, I can't hear you. Yeah, you, ever heard, you ever heard old Joe Paterno interviews when he was still doing them? Yeah, he couldn't yeah. hear that's shit not, on the radio. What else is this a '90s reference? Are you referencing uh, Coach Jerry's? All right. If you listen uh, to a lot of sports radio, there was an era at the end of Joe Paterno's run. When he would do interviews, yeah, and half the time he would be like, "Can you ask the question again? I just yeah. can't well, hear you." you know who else does that? Huh. Dana White at press conferences. He has lost his. Hearing All right, job. finally, Danger Mouse always finishes this segment. It's amazing. Hi, BC. Danger Mouse here again. I called out the team a while back. You know, there's room on the other side of you to sit, and you just decided to sit right next to me. So it's uh, only right that I update that call out. Yes, my merch finally arrived. So thanks, guys. We're crossing boundaries this week, BC, and taking the opportunity to hit that geographically incompetent former Marine to your right with a surprise dead wrong in the middle of fan subs. Uh-oh. Wow. The entire people of Great Britain cried out all at once. What does this say? Let's see this. What do we got here? When I said Sean Connery was Scottish or Welsh or whatever the fuck oh, he this is. is. So Danger Mouse was one of these guys who legitimately had merch issues and couldn't get it in RJ. 
finally made it made well. Yes, he made yes, it right. He yes, made, good. I think he I think he buttered him up and threw in a little bonus. I think we just stole one of his ideas. Like we the least we yes. could do was send him a couple shirts. Yes, indeed, indeed. Um, and then what's what's he saying about this uh, ge- geographic bullshit, Jeff? We got anything else? What, I, what else did I do? Of course, Sean Connery isn't Welsh. Scotland is a part of the British Isles. Yes, of course he's Scottish. I just knew he wasn't British. Scotland is a part of the British Isles. Okay, all right, all right, yes. But, like, it's the UK. They almost split. It's it's, it's not, you know, they're different. You know how most they're Americans different. do that bullshit every 10 years? They're like, I want to be an EPL fan. Which team bets fits my personality? I want to live in the UK and start over. I think I'm going to be Welsh, dude. I think that's who I am. So you're going to root for uh, Swansea City? Yeah, me and me and, uh, and Joe Calzaghe. And we're going to hang out a lot. It's going to be great. Dude. Yeah. What do you think about me as, as a Cardiff bloke? Yo, I could... I think I could do damage in Cardiff if I was single. I've heard good things about Cardiff. I've never been. Okay. Because I'm operating at a level of confidence in BED at the moment that belies my low testosterone for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's great. Uh, right. I will say that uh, food is much better in Spain. How about that? I hear that from you a lot. Morningcombat at gmail.com is where you can dead wrong Luke on Fridays and send in your shit on Wednesdays. Thank you. Uh, let's remind him about the show on Friday, fuckface. So it's going to be special, Luke. It's going to be an S show, of course. But here's the deal. 5 p.m. Pacific time at the conclusion of the UFC 276 ceremonial weigh-ins and face-offs. Exit T-Mobile Arena. Keep walking. And on your right-hand side, it's a great establishment connected with the New York, New York, owned by the MGM. It is Beer House, right? It's a beer house. There you go. And what's going to happen here is live morning combat reacting to everything on fight week predictions for UFC 276. Sugar Rashad Evans in the house. Aaron Bronstetter threatening to make an appearance. The Wheel of Death. Oh, I think Shaq's going to show up too. Shaquille Majuri, the Prince of Persia himself, is here. Brent Brookhouse Tavalo, is here. Tavalo, 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 Mubarak, Mubarak. Uh, Bre- uh, Brandon Wise is here from the team. Everyone's here. Um, also, Luke, in person, DMs from Doc. So you want to get your shit across to us in person? You want us to to take your land, Jaeger? <laughs> uh, drink out of your shoe? I don't, dude. I don't. I'm not. I okay. Don't, no, the, we no. did it. We did it. The fun little okay. bit. You know, people are like, "Oh, well, will BC drink out of an ass crack?" Now, no, I'm not, <laughs> not going to do it, dude. Sorry, right? It's like this is an ice luge. No, it's yeah. just your ass. Yeah. It's just, it's just so your you butt. had your it's fun your with butt. Fear Factor. We passed the test, but we're going to have look. This wheel of death could get spicy. You know, I'm not saying that I didn't want you at yesterday's interview. But if you had been at yesterday's interview, it would, it would have been have, so good. Oh my well, it God. would have been good, but it also would have been a lot of discussion about your genitals, which I'm glad oh we skipped. What? Why I'm don't glad you? We skipped. Why do you think I don't have that gene that take over no, 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 the no, no, world? No, 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 no. I've seen you. I, I've gene. seen you. I've seen you do serious. I've seen you, but it's only when someone forces you, and I can't force you to do that. You forced me to do serious that time you had me on your radio show, but you were like, "We're not going to ask any MMA questions. We're going to stick with boxing. Your expertise." And you labeled me as a Did casual. I? Yep, you don't remember that. It was in 2017. Yeah, but look at us now. Yeah. <laughs> look at us now. Look at us Two now. washed pieces ah. of absolute garbage. Uh, thank you to our great team. And by the way, Luke, this is, this is a week where we're celebrating. We're hugging. We're going to meet our fans. We're going to say thank you for voting for us so that we can do this. Yep. But thank you to our, our, our Showtime CBS Sports, Malka. Yes. Thank you to Gaffney Pierre on the ones and twos. Our cameraman, Greg. Bro, when they told me Greg was coming, I was like... We're gonna be fine. It's like it's like you know, in every good battalion, they've got that what they've also, got that sniper that's just you, we can rely on. Also, him. shouts to Mikey Morms who has been keeping everything yes. the trains leaving the station on time this week. 
in ways that we literally could not could not do without him. We are so. filming some fun celebrity interviews this week, and uh, yeah, and Jake's here. So that's fine. Oh, we got a documentary here as well. Uh, Jake, who I just could not drink Bang Energy Drink without. Yes. <laughs> Some, Jake is starting to wonder if this will be our best documentary. You know I don't like this doc style, Luke, of just following our travels with no story. You know what I mean? But they say that this could be a great Th that's what That's all you love. Doc 3, that's no, all no. that it was. Doc 3. Doc 3 was just you like brushing your teeth, taking a dump, no. walking do you, around, saying nothing. Do you remember that time nothing. on the uh, MTV Unplugged when Noel and Liam Gallagher had that you know mix up and Noel walked the fuck off and then Liam had to... Or maybe it was the other way around. Then Noel had to Don't sing. He had to play guitar and sing for his brother. You like, say. you know what I'm saying, dude? He had to pick up the slack. I've always said, like, Liam was the better singer, but the real backbone of that group was Noel. Yeah, because he wrote all the damn songs. Right, Noel was the one. He was a guitarist. Yeah, yeah he, he was, was a guitarist. The, you know, yeah. Yeah. He could sing, too. Yeah. Don't look back in anger. Yeah, don't. Don't look uh, back in anger. Dude, when I was in high school, Oasis was huge. Hey, did you get that email from that fan? Did they send it to you? Real what? quick, real quick. What? No, oh, this is this is this is good. 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 We in this fucking. No, hold on, hold on. Where you said, Mikey? Did did you send that email? All right, we'll save that for now. All right. Um, that's it. So thanks to CBS Sports. By the way, we're gonna be on CBS Sports HQ a lot. They're gonna use some of the Max interview on there. I'm told, which is great. Are we gonna see our big boss tonight? Yeah, the man that that made a lot of this happen. You know, yeah, we love our, boss, we love Brian Daly from Showtime, and we love ourselves. Like this is like the CBS big Sports. boss at CBS. Yep, he'll be, be here. here. So. What a time to be alive! Thank you, fans. You know we're we're showing out this week. We are going to work around the clock, put our health at risk for you, and I couldn't be happier to do it. Let's so do show it. up on Friday at the beer house if you're going to be here. Yeah, show up on Friday, please. Okay, you want to buy us a drink? Sure. Okay, you want to stick edibles in Luke's orifices? Sure. Whatever, whatever. You know, does it does it absorb that way? Like, if you Richard Gerbil a bag of edibles, will you get high? You mean Richard, Richard Gere, Gere? Sorry. <laughs> I guess I, I gave the punchline too quickly there. All right. Yeah. All right. Hey, if you anus a rodent. Uh... <laughs> will you get high? That's the question. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Uh, you can tell me about that. You can tell me about that later. All right. So for all the folks here involved, we appreciate you watching. Tons more content coming your way. Check out the Max Holloway interview. Check out the Jared Cannonier interview and everything else hey, you got Hey, people coming. made fun of me because I wear those slip-on sneakers that smell really bad. So I got these Puma Clydes. Uh, cool or low with, with, with Undertaker laces. <laughs> well, I, I just did the. I, I just accidentally did the I basic did. instinct. We we can there. say whatever we want. We constantly tell the audience we are white trash pieces of shit. It's it's unbelievable. Now that that fan has gone to my hometown as Jake did, they, it's like, they dude, can confirm Tell me about that. MK. Yeah. Well, one of them vapes on air, and the yeah. other one has Undertaker shoelaces. Yeah, uh, find them at Walmart. <laughs> that's where they'll be. So. All right, for Brian Cavill, I'm Luke Thomas. Thanks for watching. We'll see you all later. Yeah.